It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is time once again for a visit with our good friend, Dr. Kevin Sherritt of the Regional Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Jamestown, Cedarville, and Yellow Springs. And uh, Dr. Sherritt joins us this morning, taking a couple of minutes from his very busy practice. Good morning, doctor. Welcome into the program. And good morning, Roy. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always great to uh, hear your voice and uh, chat about the uh, coronavirus and everything that's going on. Uh, when we look at a, a local level, uh, obviously there are a lot of people that want this vaccine. Unfortunately, we don't quite have the supply ramped up where we need it yet. Uh, but, but how are we looking here on the local level in the Miami Valley? Well, you know, there's still a shortage of the vaccine, relatively speaking, but we're seeing it as slowly become more and more available. We're starting to see the allocation numbers start to come up, and um, we're excited about uh, about that. And even looking just a, a few weeks uh, to months down the road, I mean, within the, with the next four or five, you know, six weeks, we think the uh, availability of the vaccine is going to go up dramatically. And of course, that'll be important because as the uh, uh, eligibility for the vaccine opens up to those, at least in Ohio, 65 and up, the numbers of people wanting the vaccine certainly is going to go up as well. So um, the uh, anticipation is, is that the availability of vaccines going to uh, slowly but continually improve. And hopefully within the next 90 days or so, I mean, I, I still keep thinking we're looking at an April time frame that uh, the, uh, the supply will catch up with the demand. That's the, that's the hope. Yeah, uh, I know that's, that's something that you and I have talked about a lot, and, and it seems like that timetable, we hope, will hold out. Uh, obviously, a lot has been, you know, you talked a little bit with the governor last week when he was on the program about, you know, kind of infrastructure being a bit of an issue, supply being a bit of an issue, and hopefully as the weeks pass, you know, we can get the, those things ironed out so that if you want it, you can get it. You know, I think, I believe, I mean, wholeheartedly, I believe that ultimately everyone who is interested in getting the vaccine uh, will be able to get it, that it ultimately will be available. It's just, uh, you know, getting the the infrastructure in place, as you said, and getting everything in place. You, you know, we're working here in Jamestown. Looking forward, we, we were able to give uh, 40 doses of the vaccine last week. This week, we have vaccine clinics set up for Saturday and Sunday. I think the last I looked, we still have some available appointments for Sunday. Uh, I think we had about 15 open slots for Sunday. The schedule opened yesterday uh, at noon. And I think uh, Saturday's appointments filled up fairly pretty quickly. But like I said, I think there's still some openings for Sunday for anybody 75 and above. And go to KetteringHealth.org or they can call a a number that I now have memorized, one eight four four five seven six three six two seven, and you know schedule a time if you're over seventy five and and you are interested in getting the vaccine. I think we have some openings. Um, there are other places in the county, of course, that we're not exclusive in the county giving the vaccine. Kroger, the Kroger stores are giving the vaccine. The health department is doing you know, the very best they can and are doing the very best in the circumstances of giving the vaccine. They're doing a great job. And then I think there's a discount drug mart in Bellbrook. So those are the uh, outlets in Greene County 
Uh, and then certainly Montgomery County and surrounding counties, there's there's outlets as well. So just you know, if you if you look, there there's vaccine availability here now, and um, it, it uh, we're not certainly uh, meeting or exceeding the need, but we're doing the best we can. And challenges with the the vaccine, to be honest with you, is having the computer systems in place and you know the reporting structure in place to be able to report the vaccine and be able to track it and trace it. And that's the things people don't realize. And so I know that in some of the instances, you know, there's been some lines waiting for the vaccine and things. And it's not because we don't have the boots on the ground to administer the vaccine. It's because of the registration process and the, the paperwork that you have to go through for the va- uh, through for the vaccine. It's just a necessary evil. So we're working on that. And as I said, this we're looking forward on, on you know, at the, at the rural health center, uh, this weekend, hopefully, we're going to be able to smoothly and efficiently administer 400 vaccines, and hopefully, that number will will maintain itself. And, and in the weeks ahead, as more vaccine becomes available, will grow. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio on Here's to Your Health, uh, talking about uh, the vaccine on a local level. Um, and once again, uh, if you go to, uh, I believe it's coronavirus.ohio.gov, they have an entire listing by county of where the vaccines are available. Or if you want to call your county's public health department they should be able to steer you in the right direction there as well i know there are a lot of folks who have complained about you know calling around and not being able to to find the vaccine or get an appointment uh all we could say right now is patience is a virtue and hopefully as the uh, days uh click off you'll be able to get that accomplished yeah absolutely and i think ultimately it will happen um but these first weeks, just getting up off the ground, have, have been challenging for everybody, uh, for the for the patients as well as for the caregivers. So, if we can just all kind of keep a level head, and uh, you know, not uh, let our trains get derailed here, I think you know, ultimately we'll get to our destination. All right, doctor. So as we look uh, elsewhere, uh, you know, in talking about the vaccines, uh, AstraZeneca is uh, one that is not approved in this country yet. Obviously. Uh, it's one that we would like to have approved just because of ease of storage. Uh, it doesn't have to be kept so cold like the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. But uh, we're seeing some problems uh, with that as well, especially with production. And I, I know our folks uh, over in Europe are not real happy right now. No, I think they're sideways because I, I believe that the European Union has invested a significant amount of, of capital investment into developing this vaccine. And I believe they were told this this week that their supply would be cut significantly. I think I, I saw or heard somewhere by up to sixty percent. And um, so, you know, we don't we hate to hear that, um, but we have to understand that it's it's a challenge at every step along the way with this vaccine. It's a challenge to 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 uh, certainly develop it. It's a challenge to produce it. It's a challenge to distribute it, and it's a challenge to administer it. And so, you know the there's, it has to pass through several um, key uh, checkpoints before it can actually make it into somebody's arm. And so it's not a surprise at all when you look at it. Um, I guess, you know, just looking at an international level, it, it doesn't, I guess, make things any easier here. But we, it, I, I guess in some ways does help to know that we're not in this alone, that the shortages that we're seeing here in Greene County are not only in Greene County, but, you know, nationwide and then the shortages that we're seeing in the United States are also being experienced worldwide. 
Uh, Doctor, a lot of things uh, that we've heard in the last couple of days uh, revolve around mutations. Uh, You hear about the Brazil mutation, the South America mutation, the UK mutation, and and I know that has a lot of people very concerned and and very worried. Uh, There have been some studies saying, one, this is definitely more transmissible, and now there's some concern that it may even be more deadly. Um, And and it certainly has people... uh, more scared, for lack of a better term. Uh, What do you say to those folks right now? Well, here's the thing. First of all, we have to understand that if if you talk to any virologist who is an expert in viruses, they will tell you that all viruses mutate. So this is not something unexpected. Um, In fact, I remember early on the the, uh, experts saying that they were really shocked that the virus was as stable as it was and through the months of March, April, and May, and I believe it was kind of mid to late summer when we first started to hear about this United Kingdom mutation, which through the fall we've heard more and more about, and now we're hearing about the other mutations. Now they're using a word variation, so when you hear the word variation, that's interchangeable to mutation. Most all of these mutations do not amount to anything, Um, you know, and they're just simple little, uh, you know, adjustments, and, you know, if you can imagine a population of people and um, you can have two parents, and, and their children can look quite a bit different uh, from each other. And, and in essence, when you have these viruses that are dividing and multiplying, the offspring can kind of look a little bit different. Um, and so far, you know, even though we're seeing some of these mutations might be a little more contagious, and, and they're speculating at this point about that UK mutation that it might be just a little uh, uh, mortality rates, death rates may be just a little higher with it. But They're just minuscule if they are, at least the numbers that I'm seeing right now. But the important thing is about the variations is this, number number one. First of all, the vaccine um, is still effective, as far as we know, against all the mutations. I think the one they're most concerned about right now is the South African mutation, and I don't think it's because they're so much concerned about it as they are. They just don't know as much about that one. Uh, it's not been tested as much against the vaccine. But so far, as far as I know, all of the mutations are susceptible to the vaccine. As long as all the mutations are, you know, are, are uh, susceptible to the vaccine, we're still in a good spot and things, you know, should go as they are now. Now, the importance of these variations or the mutations that we're seeing, and we're seeing them start to crop up more and more, is that the longer this virus is allowed to go unchecked, the more mutations we're going to see and the more opportunities for mutations that we're going to see. So I guess in talking about these mutations, it really, uh, as far as the experts are concerned, uh, causes uh, them to want to double down on the efforts of getting people vaccinated because the sooner we can get a critical mass of people vaccinated, that we can slow down the replication of this virus, slow down the spreading of the virus, the less mutations we're going to see. So in other words, between now and the time we get a critical number of people vaccinated, we're going to see more of these mutations, and, and we're going to hear about them, I would guess, probably even every week we may hear something about, you know, something here or there or yonder. But once we get a critical mass of people vaccinated, the virus is not going to have the opportunity to spread and replicate as much, and if we can limit that spread and limit the amount of times that the virus divides itself, then we'll limit those mutations, and we won't be hearing from them. Uh, at that point going forward like we are right now. Now, the key term to listen for is is vaccine escape. 
if you hear uh, talking about a mutation that is uh, uh, immune to the vaccine, that is not sensitive to the vaccine, then you're going to hear a term called vaccine escape. And then that's when you're going to hear a lot of uh, um, press and a lot of discussion about what we do at that point, because at that point, then we'll have a we'll have a variation of the virus that we can't stop. But up to this point, I want to be clear, up to this point, that has not happened. And uh, I just pray that that does not happen. And if we can, you know, continue on our route of getting a million or more people a day in the United States vaccinated, because once we can get up to uh, a critical mass, then the uh, variations of the mutations will not be nearly as much of a concern. And and even with that said, uh, they can... Obviously, they have to change the flu vaccine every year because it mm-hmm. mutates. So mm-hmm. that that's something that, that we would have the power to change. But once again, that kind of puts us behind time again. Yeah. You know, the, the concern is, is that one of the mutations is resistant to the vaccine. The vaccine can be altered. And that's one of the beauty, uh, beautiful parts of the messenger RNA vaccine. It mm-hmm. can be adjusted really quickly because you don't have to grow a, a viral culture to do it. So we can deal with it. If, if there is a mutation that's resistant to the vaccine, it's not the end of the world. Uh, we can deal with it, but it requires another vaccine to be, again, developed, manufactured, distributed, right. and administered. Right. And we're having a hard time keeping up with the first round. <laughs> right, right. So so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll find a little luck there. And now let's talk about some good news before we go. Right. One, we're seeing cases around the state go down. We're seeing hospitalizations go down. As, mm-hmm. as the experts kind of predicted, once we got through the holidays and got a little time passed, we would see things uh, start to level off or peak. And I've even heard Dr. Fauci say we're probably, you know, plateauing, I guess I should say right now, and coming down, especially in Ohio. Uh, and we also wanted to end with looking over at Israel uh, with 128,000 people receiving two full doses of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. We're seeing some really good results. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, uh, we both kind of saw that study this week. We talked about it before we came on the air that it, it, it tweaked both of our interests. That the uh, 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 Department of Health Israel did a did a really good, nice study where they followed 128,000 people who received the two doses of the vaccine. And of those 120,000, 128,000 people that then, you know, went back into the general population, you know, lived their lives, only 20 contracted the, vi- the virus, which is un- unheard of. I mean, that's uh, percentage-wise, uh, you know, you can do the math. In Jamestown, that's like 0.001%. Um, so a, an extremely small number of people after they were vac- vaccinated that were out and exposed to the virus contracted symptoms of the virus. Now, the thing that's even more exciting is of those 20 people, none of them had any significant symptoms. It was all just very, very, very mild symptoms, not a single hospitalization, not a single uh, significant intervention was needed. So the point is, is the vaccine works, it's effective, it's safe. And when you look at that kind of protection, it really is a shield to protect us moving forward. So as a as a clinician, it's exciting to me to be able to see those kind of results and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Uh, you know, 128,000 people. You look at the clinical trials that have been done with anywhere from 30 to 60,000 people. You know, we're seeing large enough numbers to know that this is an extremely effective vaccine and an extremely safe vaccine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Kevin Sheer, uh, go ahead, sir. 
No, no, no. You go ahead. I was just going to say thank you so much for coming on. And was there anything you wanted to leave uh, the audience with? No, not really. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a challenging and historic time that we're in right now for all of us. And I know there are still people that that are on the fence about the, about the vaccine, and that's fine. Uh, I, I tell the patients, don't get the vaccine unless you're completely comfortable doing it. I have people every day coming in to say, hey, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the vaccine. I'm afraid to take it. And we talk about it. We go over some of these things that we've talked about today. And I said, you know, the reality is I would be more afraid not to take the vaccine than to take it. I, I think the risk of not taking the vaccine far outweigh any risk that there would be with taking the vaccine. So it is here. It is in short supply. The numbers are coming up. I'm very hopeful that the supply will continue to increase and that if we just keep trudging away at it and we just keep our heads down and moving forward, eventually we'll get to where we're going. Doc, thank you so much as always. We'll chat again next Tuesday at 930. Okay. Thanks, Roy. Thank you. There's nothing like the real thing. Real Roots Radio.